Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I'm Jamie and on this week's episode we're chatting to Christian about men's entitlement to sex. We're chatting to B-Ducks about the dangers of sharing a telephone number. Telephone? Do not want to say telephone anymore? A phone number? A phone number. The dangers of sharing a phone number. And we're chatting to Sarah Stacey about seeking darkness on Tinder and other dating apps are available. I hope you enjoy it. Let us know if you do on the Instagram, all that stuff. Leave us a review. It really, really helps. And yeah, have fun. Enjoy. Love you. Bye. Hey, Christian. Hi, Jamie. We want to talk about um, men's entitlement to sex, right? Yeah. And how different genders kind of pursue sex. Yeah. Okay. Take your way. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, I think I, I think there is sort of a mentality in men, and it comes back to stuff that we maybe touched on before, and sort of like the male mentality to sex. It's a bit of a numbers game. Men can sort of be like, "Was she hot? I just want to fuck with as many people as possible." Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think that can kind of play a role in men's sort of uh, thought process when they're on a date with someone and think well I need to fuck this girl because I'm on a date with her and they kind of maybe not really tap into how good that chemistry is kind of what mm. sort of the back and forth between them is like and I think that it kind of comes down to the other stuff we were talking about before is that you know women will talk about the stuff their whole lives they'll talk about chemistry um, with someone they kind of have a real good concept of that and what a good concept of, of kind of chemistry and uh, I guess that kind of emotion the kind of flirting that you have with someone when you meet them is like and men just do not do that so it's even if they do feel it they're not as they don't maybe understand it as much they haven't got the kind of process in their head to kind of really think this is what chemistry is this is what good chemistry is I'm just kind of focused on sex and um, I guess you get older and you kind of understand it more anyway but like kink is quite a good thing to kind of understand that a bit more you understand a lot about the dynamics you have with someone especially just in a sexual context. So once you kind of know the dynamic of someone just during sex, you can kind of think like, well, if you step that back to the process of like desire and how mm-hmm. that chemistry is and before you want to have sex with someone, you can kind of think, oh, this is what that's about. This is what it's like when I've met this person. I'm not yeah. just like so focused on the sex that, that <laughs> everything else becomes kind of blinkered out of, the, yeah, yeah. Out of vision. Mm. Um, and I think that it's a good thing for a lot of guys to kind of get their head around like, you know, men suffer with that massively and it's not helped by the idea of sort of like the Lothario like man who can sleep with lots of women and yeah. like, it's not really shamed in society very much Yeah. Um, and so it's still like a bit of a ideal for a lot of men they want to kind of be perceived as this guy who can just kind of go out and yeah. be able to sleep with women and kind of yeah, do whatever definitely. they want yeah that's, that's definitely ingrained in a lot of us um I know that I've been I've been covering a lot in my counselling actually recently is it like the ideas that my dad kind of gave me when I was growing up of like if I if I if I'd gone out to like run a friend's house or whatever and I came back a bit later than I should have he'd be like oh you have a girl you have a girl yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like everything was about like a girl and every, every time you saw like a girl my age out he'd be like go on go say hello like, yeah. it was all very like instilled in me that like that was what you had to do to be like a, a guy yeah to be a bloke um 
and then like, having to like try and break that down now in, in later years is, is quite it's interesting um, yeah I think because I think a lot of people like you say the numbers game a lot of people are seeing that as like you know the higher my number the more achieved I am yeah. and then obviously you've got the gender split where women are well some women are very much against that and want to keep their number low yeah um, yeah I had a friend recently say that she wanted to um, not have sex with me or anyone else but in particular me she was turning me down uh, <laughs> in particular you <laughs> especially me um, because she was getting close to triple figures yeah and she didn't want to reach triple figures in her life so she was like she got to like 90 and was like now I'm going to be really selective and not sleep with anyone unless I really want to I mean that's a really funny concept as well isn't it in some ways it's like and no, women you know obviously are generally speaking in a position where they have a bit more kind of say on, on who they have sex with they can kind of turn down and, and pick and choose quite a lot of people but to then put the if you actually want to have sex with someone to then put like another an arbitrary thing in the way is kind of like so counterintuitive anyway mm. it's like where have you come up with that <laughs> that figure from it and that's it's, I guess it's the same thing about um, you know what's shamed in society it's very much just like oh I would perceive that if I've slept over this amount of people then I feel like I'm a slut or whatever yeah. and it's like an internalised thing that is just as crazy as men trying to sleep with as many women as yeah. possible or whatever and not thinking <laughs> what it makes that good like you know, yeah. is it better yeah. to sleep with like 5,000 women or one person 5,000 times yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know it's, I mean there's obviously probably somewhere in between those two things that's the better version but like I know people who had lots and lots of one night stands and generally speaking like one night stands are fucking shit like yeah, they're not yeah. m- mostly like it's very hard to really know enough about someone to kind of get a real good sense of how the sex is going to be like, yeah, one yeah. night after just meeting especially if you're like drunk yeah I've, I've got a really uh, I'm going to say accurate but incredibly creepy metric uh, <laughs> that tends to be how you can kind of gauge what someone's going to be like in bed so if um, if they've had like a long relationship or a lot of long relationships you can kind of ascertain that they would be they would sort of be quite skillful and they'd know like what they were doing and they would sort of know their way around and be quite confident in, what, in their ability yeah um, if they've had loads of one night stands they tend to be less so less kind of skillful but very confident and very like I'm going to take my clothes off right here all yeah, the lights yeah, are yeah. on and but then not really you know and then it's not great you know it's not, yeah, it's not yeah, much yeah. chemistry it's not much flow to it somewhere in the middle of that I think is like the sweet spot yeah. like someone who's had like lots of sex with one person <laughs> but also confident enough to have sex with a few amount of, a good amount of yeah. people yeah I think there's like somewhere in the middle there that is as creepy as I thought it would be <laughs> <laughs> no I think that's quite it's, it's quite an interesting concept I guess like it's such a sliding scale right like um, I, lots of people have been in long relationships and they had like well a fair amount of one night stands but like that is probably like the, the thing it does build isn't it you, you learn so much if you have sex with someone a lot and you kind of really understand that especially if it kind of gets to a point where it's got a bit stale and you have to kind of like find a way to make it interesting again yeah. like there's you know there's a lot to be said about your discovery through that kind of process and that's something that you'll only really find from like being in a relationship for a long time there's obviously gonna be like a lot you'd learn in that process and a lot you'd learn about another person but sleeping with lots of different people you learn that everyone's different mm. and that everyone has little things that you kind of need to tap into yeah. and learn about so I think you learn to read people when, yeah. when you when you sleep with mold people yeah because like you say yeah, you have to kind of figure out okay what's this is this good or not yeah um, I mean yeah. Re- relaying that back to sort of kink especially I think it's like it's really really important and for me 
that, that, that people do practice it in different ways and it's not to say that one's right or wrong but I really um, I personally really do not like the idea of a kind of very out of the box like sort of style of doming or style mm. of like uh, what people perceive kink to be especially if that's kind of very like, you, like if you were to say for example if you were a dom that just had these exact protocols that you think you can apply to like any girl yeah. exact rules or whatever and that's going to like be a one size fits all it's like such a reductive sense of like what you can kind of create in that and, mm. and realistically it should be like understanding someone a lot and being able to kind of vibe off that really and kind of mm. understanding as much as you can about their I guess both desires and things that are going to make them tick and, and you know when it's, when we talk about kink sometimes that's like things that are very closely linked to things like disgust and shame as well as actual mm. sexual turn-ons but mm. um, if you can understand that about someone and be able to play on that and kind of like every single person you have sex with is a very very different yeah. dynamic and it feels very different yeah. um, and that's what it should be about it should not really be about someone just like this is how I do things and this is the rules that we kind of go by and whatever and I can try and apply that to everyone because that's mm. very reductive in a yeah. lot of ways and a very kind of simple version of that yeah I think that carries over to just sex as well yeah, yeah definitely yeah, like, you, don't, you don't come in with like okay these are my four moves and yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. every time <laughs> yeah exactly that yeah um, I definitely I have you know a few years ago I would have been in that position a few times where like you kind of you're out of a relationship and you feel like you know what you're doing and then you get with someone new and nothing works because it's all you know yeah, different things yeah. and like, it's the same things that like your exes <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. you have to like learn to adapt um and that's, yeah. that, that's where communication is key, right? Yeah. And um, and especially I think when you're younger, you don't really realise that, and you yeah, sort of think yeah. like, oh, we can't talk about sex because whatever you just meant to like sort of know and yeah, should yeah. know all this stuff. Got to be good it. at sex. That was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to be good at sex, but can't ask about sex. Need to kind of just learn everything I can about sex from <laughs> the internet and stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and you realise that's just ridiculous because like sex is so um, unique to. I, not even just an individual but the both of you like, mm. like there's I guess for me like there's, there's sex that I'd have with someone that I would not be into with someone else and I know they probably would not be into that same sort of sex with someone else because it's just not the same kind of dynamic yeah yeah like it's really interesting to like just have that's kind of why almost open relationships are quite interesting for people because the idea that sex can be very different with another person just because of how you two kind of respond to each other mm. and what the kind of um, what the back and forward is like and, and almost things will maybe turn you on with that person where those exact same things just won't turn you on yeah. with another person yeah. um, and that's like that's a really kind of cool concept that if you don't explore or don't like give yourself the, the freedom to explore it's just like you miss out on so much mm. interesting stuff that you can do with, with people yeah I feel like we didn't answer any of the questions. Yeah, what was the question again? <laughs> hey, B. Hey, Jamie. I want to talk to you about something that you said to me. Oh! <laughs> hey, Siri! You can join in. <laughs> I didn't quite get that. Sorry, Siri. Not now. Not now, Siri. Not now. Shush. So needy. I I want to talk to you about something you said to me that kind of stuck with me. Oh, God. That I thought was interesting. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm over it. Um, We, when I contacted you to be on the podcast, Mm -hmm. our good friend Crimson put us in touch. Mm -hmm. um, So I'd slid in them DMs and was like, come over. Um, And and you're on your bed right now. I know, right? Best (laughs) DM slide ever. Look at that. 100% success rate. Um, (laughs) 
I, you know, I asked for your phone number just because yes. it's easier to chat over WhatsApp. And you gave me, you said something like, um, only to be used appropriately. Yeah. Here's my number. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm. And I want to know why. I want to know the story behind that. <laughs> so I pretty much never give out my phone number. Mm. Um, I've had to change my phone number so many times. Really? I'm I've been able to keep this number for like a number of years now. When mm. I first started in the industry, I made a few mistakes like giving my phone number to random people okay. who then put my phone number on random websites ah, right. and then I was getting a lot of texts a lot of times saying I'm in your area mm. which obviously no thank you mm. um, and also uh, quite recently actually I didn't change my phone number because of it but I, I got in contact with <clears throat> a company to make pins for me mm. I won't name and shame because I already did that on Instagram, so you can just <laughs> go back. Um, but I ordered some pins. Long story short, I didn't get them. Mm. And the person that I was in contact with used my phone number to WhatsApp me and just start talking to me. Oh, God. And it was a very... At, at first, it was about the pins, and then okay. it was sorted in this weekend. Right. Oh, I think I'm where you live. Oh, I think I've just seen you. It like. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's that's not okay. Yeah. So I just um, got very mad, contacted his boss and yeah. said, your employee has taken my phone number from my order yeah. and is now God, messaging me. that's so creepy. Yeah. Fucking hell. It is, but it happens all the time. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm so like, you're only to message me about, you can talk to me all the time now though, I don't like. <laughs> but <laughs> that's why I'm always like, if you have my number, it's for a particular reason mm. or we're friends. Yeah no one should have my number other yeah. than people that I've personally given it to okay. I don't have a number on any business things now yeah. it's always please give your mother number so we know how to contact you no nope. no thanks no nope, don't think I will actually yeah. <laughs> damn especially being a sex worker you gotta be so careful yeah yeah. so do you think that's like I mean probably a dumb question but like do you think that's why this is happening to you quite often the fact that you're kind of you're quite out there with like you know your body and your sexuality your mm-hmm. look you know it's quite it's quite a, at the forefront of your life I guess do you think that's why you're attracting these people um I, well I, I imagine yes mm. I, because I speak I think um being so being such a public sex worker is good and bad it's good because I am um less likely to be assaulted mm. um by anyone that might either try to have a photo shoot with me or whatever because i have a public platform that i right. can speak on and say this happened <clears throat> this person is a piece of shit yeah so you've got an impact you can make if that exactly happens, yeah. so that's a positive and mm. and it's very sad that part of being a sex worker means that you're more likely to be assaulted that's yeah. obviously fucking awful yeah. that's part of the job but being so public means that i have a obviously it's not like it won't happen but if someone knows of me and have contacted me for work I'm less likely to be assaulted mm. which is great mm. um, but also because I'm in the not in the public eye but because I'm so honest and open about being a sex worker it attracts a lot of people that like sex workers mm. and want to talk to me and obviously because of the platforms that I have online there's a lot of people that are weird that have like weird ways of emailing and then finding out your email passwords and sending you your own an email from your own thing what? saying Jesus this is this was like a big viral thing that went around ages oh, okay. ago of an email that someone has gotten your password from one random website and then they've emailed you from your own email saying I've got your passwords and I've also got sexy photos of you I'm going to post them around mm. and obviously um, cool google me yeah I was going to say yeah nice yeah. but this 
happened to me a few years ago where it was um, someone that had actually said that they're going to release images of me that they'd found from when I was a lot younger. Right. So I thought, this is obviously someone that I've known for a long time. Oh, and okay, yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because any images of me that were sent before the age of 18 were only sent to one or two people. Right. So if you have them, you're one of these two people. Uh, okay. You're an idiot. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> I do find that, that a lot of the... A lot of the... Oh, I don't want to say weirdos, but it's what they are. A lot of the weirdos are people that know me personally and, and knew me before I got into the job that right. now think they have a weird you personal connection. A, yeah, so you think they have like a bit of a an in. Yeah. A bit of an investment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, B is the name I go by with everybody. My, yeah. my mum calls me B. Mm. But that's, that wasn't my birth name. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the name I had in school. No. Um, it was Gavin, wasn't it? I, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> I'm trying not to release this stuff. <laughs> Sorry. So, Gavin, obviously, is my real name. And every so often, I'll get a message from someone either who I don't even remember or someone that I do remember, and mm. they were also weird in school, saying, hey, Gavin. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, stop pretending to know me because yeah. no one calls me that anymore, right. not even my mum. So you know so, that's, that's like a good signal. Like, as soon as someone yeah. uses that name, you're like, you're obviously not in my life right now. Yeah. Exactly. Like, my uh, my fella it goes by Scrooby's Pip with mm. everyone. Everyone calls me the Pip or Scrooby or whatever. Yeah. And it's only his parents and his family that call him David. Right. So if someone approaches him out and about and they say, hey, David, mm. he's like, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're not friends. Yeah. Stop pretending that you know who I am. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> and you'll find that with anyone that has a pseudonym or a false yeah. name. If they've got a false name, use it. Mm. Don't don't try and talk to them with their, with their real one. Yeah. There's a reason they're using a false name. Yeah. So yeah. That's to get it. away from dickheads like you. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why I um, said don't misuse my mm. phone number. Yeah. And don't hand it out or write it off after I mean, I, I will try and cancel that order of business cards. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping to make a business out of that. Oh, yeah, really? really awkward now. Sarah. Hey Jamie. Let's talk about your Tinder to-do list. Okay. An experiment that you conducted, mm. which I'm going to guess had really good results. It did have some great results. <laughs> okay, so tell us about it. I got exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was in a place where I was like, oh, I really just want to go dark, but I don't know where these people are <laughs> and um, so what I did was I took I feel like you living in South England doesn't help that as well yeah I know, I know. I'm not yeah. sure at the time I was now. living in Surrey right so. oh, well then yeah. right there's your <laughs> which problem which is yeah definitely not as uh, open as other spaces yeah um, so yeah basically I uh, got a photo of myself like in underwear chopped off my head put it onto tinder on the photo not on the photo not literally no we're definitely not going that dark uh, oh no 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 yeah <laughs> no definitely not that dark um on the photo and then wrote a shopping list of everything that i wanted from my experience which was um pretty dark okay and give us a couple items that are on there Shopping oh, list. so <clears throat> just really wanting to be fucked hard mm-hmm. um that's one wanting to be tied up yeah um, wanting to be spanked mm-hmm. and hurt. Mm. Um, yeah, there are a okay. few things. Okay, so just a general list of all the 
dark things you wanted to do. Yeah. And that was the only picture, just you in underwear, no yeah. head. Yeah, it was cool. quite. It was quite a. It's quite a not. A, it wasn't a dark picture. It's quite no. a sort of romantic picture. So. Well, there were rose petals. There were rose petals, weren't there? There were flowers over my boots <laughs> on the bra that I was wearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. So that's a big flare in the Tinder world, I guess. Uh-huh. Of like, look at me. Yes. Yeah. Why I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let me guess, you got a million more matches. I did. Okay. I did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sift, sift, sift. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of people were? Uh, were they different kinds of people from when you had a regular profile? There was. <laughs> I didn't. To be perfectly honest, um, I didn't really get too into like the the people who I weren't matched with. I was just laser focused on scrolling through and just seeing who felt that I thought that I could have that experience with. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like, he was like, yes. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't really, I just got loads of replies. Yeah. Um, some, I think a lot of people don't take it too seriously or mm. people basically aren't experienced in it. And I wanted someone who knew what the fuck they were doing yeah. rather than someone who was just playing about. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go like, I'm serious. I'm serious about this. <laughs> so serious about I'm this. I'm so serious. <laughs> okay. So, so um, did you find anyone? I did. I did. I found two people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them who is a, a professional dom who um, pretty much showed me all the ropes. Um, literally. Literally. Nice. Yes. Literally. <laughs> These are my ropes. Yeah. He did. He did. He opened up his wardrobe and I was like, wow, all the toys. <laughs> Um, but that was a really he was a doctor and okay. what was really amazing was that um, he'd been doing it a really long time he goes to a lot of kink parties and it is his life mm. and um, so what came from that was when I went to his house um, it was a case of hi right I'm going to give you the protocol so I'm walking upstairs first so mm. that if there was someone else to be in the place in this house then you've got you all see them and you've got the opportunity to run out the front door the front door is open yeah um so he gave me all like it was like health and safety yeah yeah yeah, yeah. bdsm and health and safety which is really really important yeah um like consent and boundaries and health and safety definitely because there is obviously a risk in meeting any stranger let alone um i think that's one of the sort of perhaps misconceptions is you know the people who are in the bdsm world are nuts crazy fucked up but yeah. there's just as many nuts crazy fucked up people who are not in it oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah yeah so that was that was one of them um so hold on so that yeah. was it, that was your first kind of experience in that world right yeah that was and it was that, that sounds like quite a nice welcome it was we hope you enjoy your stay it was yeah, like, yeah okay <laughs> all right so um we'll get on to the actual like act of it then i suppose like yeah Go. what was number two uh, number two was uh, someone who I actually dated when I was 15 okay. um, who's from the area and he'd gone through quite quite a transformational <laughs> process since I dated him did, I yeah as yeah. I did yeah. since the age of 15 and um, had um, result which resulted in a full body suit of tattoos a split tongue mm. Teflon implants and uh, the word so, poison written on his cock <laughs> <laughs> and a cock ring. And yeah, wait, 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 hold on, slow down, slow down, slow down. What's a Teflon implant? 
oh it's the plastic it's pieces of plastic that they put underneath the skin right they implant them um, so they were actually he I think he had them in his arms but mm. he used to have them in his head like horns horns yes nice yes. okay quite a transformation yes guessing he didn't have those when he was 15 no he didn't okay. no not when we were rolling around in the grass outside farm shops <laughs> yeah. at night drinking cider yeah <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, wait, that was on Tinder? That was on Tinder. Oh, okay. That's a nice little... So, yeah. yeah. I suppose you're in, you're in a small town. Exactly. Like, time, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It goes so in he... a small town, stays in a small town. <laughs> Did he know it was you? Uh, not at first no that's so Pl- cool played a few games with him you knew who he was I did fuck yeah. so what, what did you say I was like I know who you are <laughs> <laughs> I know the farm shop you were rolling around in yeah <laughs> I know what you did when you were 15 <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay cool so what happened there so was he as professional as the doctor no mm. he I think in some ways he perhaps thought that there was a potential for a relationship there and mm. that's um there wasn't on my part so we had a we were, we were lovers we were yeah. we were lovers it wasn't clear cut so that's kind of where i would define the boundaries it's like you're either doing things a bit more in a professional space or it's um yeah it can be a bit blurred that was blurred okay all right so Let's rewind. This is like a weird like sitcom. We're going to jump back to the doctor now. Okay. So how was the actual act then? After like, so he goes up the stairs first. Yeah. All the protocol, health yeah. and safety, yeah. signed your waiver. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then what? Then we sat on the bed and chatted. Mm-hmm. And he asked me what I wanted. What I, uh, actually, no. Sat, sat on the bed and chatted whilst he went up to his wardrobe, opened his wardrobe and showed me all of his toys. Mm-hmm. Um and he asked me what I wanted to try out of all of them, you know, what, and he sort of, he tried them out on my leg, he was mm. like, what, you know, what, what does that feel like? So some things were like, yay, and some of them were, okay, so no, what were some of the, not. what were some of the yays? Some of the yays were like the whips, Yeah. that felt really nice, um, the, the paddles were a bit stingy, mm-hmm. um, I really like this, this little thing, it's a, like a pin, um, roller that was really oh, cool oh yeah I've heard about those yeah. yeah that was really cool um, great big vibrating wands <laughs> that plug into the mains um, yeah just multiple different spanking tools okay. sticks canes they hurt they hurt yeah. they feel good actually yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so that's, that's interesting you're, you're just looking through all different flavours of pain mm. okay yes that's yeah. exactly what it is okay and yeah. What happened after that? Did you and continue then, to do that? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then we ended up actually playing with them. Yeah. And what was interesting was I wasn't hugely sexually attracted to his appearance. Mm. It And that's where it became this kind of interesting space of this I'm not, like, he didn't, the only thing that he's, the only things that he did to me were the use of tools. So there okay. wasn't actually any interaction with his skin and my skin. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So I want to say, <laughs> did it feel like a sexual experience? But I know you think it felt like sexual. a more. It felt <laughs> yeah. Everything everything's sexual in some way, yeah. but it felt more like a a ex, an experiment mm. and an initiation, like a a really kind of heartfelt 
a safe space initiation into the world of BDSM. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So how did that compare to your experience with Poison Dick? <laughs> um, totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Did he have a wardrobe of <clears throat> toys or? Um, no, he was just very handy. <laughs> He would just he, he he had a he had a van full of random stuff. A like, van? Yeah. <laughs> that's was, the, that's was, the difference. The doctor with the wardrobe of stuff and yeah. poison dick with a van full of yeah, let me just check a van out the full van. of cable ties and uh, <laughs> and stuff that he makes motorbikes with. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Wrenches. <laughs> just smash it over the head with a wrench instead. <laughs> I guess it works, right? <laughs> well yeah. yeah. So, so it does it, it does it exactly. It doesn't really matter what mm. the tool is, but that there are there, there are tools that definitely they're designed for pain rather than hmm. making <laughs> rather than a hammer yeah, Ra- yeah rather yeah. than putting together um, pieces of metal yeah okay. <laughs> so how was that how was that thing Just considering you guys had like a history mm-hmm. rolling around outside mm. farm shops was that any more sexual or was that just the same oh, thing yeah there was so much like and because I really found him attractive mm. even though he was covered actually it was because he was covered yeah. in tattoos and because he was just this real dark like wounded kind of fucked up like yeah. he, he, he totally owned it he's like I'm yeah. completely fucked up I'm yeah, like yeah. cool yeah. I, me too I think <laughs> so was, how did that compare to the 15 year old you knew was that 15 year old fucked up or I don't really remember. Not okay. no, no. I don't. I don't remember him being fucked up when he was fifteen. Okay. Well, we don't need to go into that anyway. But so, so yeah. I don't remember being fucked up when I was fifteen. <laughs> None of us do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I guess you were, you were out there. You were seeking you know dark experiences, and then mm. you find like a guy with horns and poison on his dick. So yeah. That was, yeah. Ticked a big box for you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It was more fun. Mm. Bec- it was more fun because. <laughs> I was already really turned on by him because of his darkness and his weirdness. God, you're so fucked up. Yeah, God. <laughs> I'm going to suck your poison. <laughs> nice. Um, so would you say that those, those two experiences were really different from each other? Completely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Both had pros and cons. I guess. Both had pros and cons. And I was, uh, I was way more drawn to go back for more and more and more mm. of poisoned it mm-hmm. rather mm. than professional Dom who I wasn't that attracted to okay so at the end of the day then it did come down to like come there's an attraction you know this is yes yeah, yeah. which okay. is where I think a, tra- a physical attraction and energetic attraction is really important mm. yeah so what would you say to someone that wants to experience some darkness themselves do you think the tinder thing was the right way to go I do. There's also um, there's also another site that I was using at the time called Feta, uh, Fet, no, Fet Life. Fet Life. Yeah, Fet Life. And um, this professional dom was also on there. So I would actually go in vulnerable, say, I actually don't know anything, mm. and I'm actually looking for someone who can show me the ropes. Mm. <laughs> um, because there are a lot of people, a lot of caring, wonderful people out there who will save you some potentially dodgy experiences because I definitely nearly entered into a really dodgy experience and really? the guy um, who was almost like a mentor to me at the time he I called him up and I was like what do you think about this and he said yeah that guy no don't, right. don't so go down that, that route that was another guy that I connected with on um, Tinder who turned out to be a friend of a friend but that doesn't mean shit <laughs> <laughs> 
um, just because they're a friend of a friend. Right. And some of the things that I was a bit like, oh, I'm just not sure if this guy's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, some of the things that he was asking me to do, like prior to, prior, he was basically asking me to be his sub, like his full-blown sub, which... Um, yeah he was kind of initiating me into his space in into meeting up with him so he was like before you meet up with me you've got to do all of this stuff right so you've got to he wanted me to um drink piss my my own piss and video it and send it to Mm. him he wanted me to um take photos of myself in different like um slave postures naked um so yeah that was too much that was too much for me i was not prepared for that mm-hmm. and so I'd call it there was, I was totally curious I yeah. was still really curious but the conversation that I had with this um, the doctor guy he uh, he definitely helped me out and said yeah maybe not mm. so okay. that dodged a bullet there I think yeah it's lucky that you had him then I know Mentoring definitely you, yeah. so I, it's really important to make friends with people yeah. in the scene and um, make connections because everyone is looking out for each other the people who are doing it safely and cleanly and in a in a way that doesn't create harm then yeah go to those people chat with them have a conversation like there's no expectation yeah I guess yeah you can be completely open with how inexperienced you are and there'll be a lot of people that are okay to sort of guide you through it that makes me want to lean on to the FetLife recommendation more than Mm. Tinder because FetLife is um, it calls itself the Facebook of kink yeah Um, and I think that's probably a safer place for Mm. beginners to go yeah and yeah like you say just be open about how it's moderated as well it's you know it's, it's really important to to or, or even to go to a um, a party or go to something where there it's, it's held in a professional space. Mm. You know, there's people there who are monitoring everything. So yeah, yeah. What are you afraid of? All right. That's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really, really means a lot to me that you have gone out of your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their weird sex stories. <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing, go check us a follow on Let's Talk About Sex Jamie on Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about us. Leave a review on iTunes. All that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end, basically. Um, yeah, it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.